0: Hi, this is Jackie and this is Tana and you're listening to the finding love in the chaos of life podcast
1: This podcast dives into stories both yours and ours on finding peace and non-resistance with life's challenges and chaos
0: Let us inspire and support each other on our journey towards inner peace as we open our stories to the perspective of love
1: Let's dive in
0: Hey there and welcome back. I'm um, so excited that you guys have tuned in. Tana, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. <laughs> I'm <a little> tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tana's been working very hard, which makes her tired these days. <laughs> yeah, Tana, me, honestly, I have not been very grounded lately and um, therefore the topic of truth, the sixth mm topic of our day to be loved journey is what we're going to be discussing today so it's a real challenge for me but just as a reminder you know we have the six conversations of ten conversations or topics on the day to be loved journey and this is in step two how to accept yourself silencing your inner critic so examining our thoughts and this is the final topic within step two mm. looking at truth
1: mm. Mm. so truth is still related to our thoughts Mm-hmm. Um, but Jackson, no, you've been struggling with truth a little bit lately. Let's mm. let's unpack that. Oh goodness,
0: goodness, goodness! <laughs> I'm I'm on the burner here. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tan, uh, eight weeks ago, uh, Steve and I were supposed to go to the UK for mm. a four week tour of England, Scotland, and Ireland, and we cancelled the day before, and the chaos started. Then Stevie had to go in for a spinal fusion which was supposed to be five days in hospital. And what happened is he uh, contracted a septicemia um, and uh, pneumonia, had to have another operation, mm. and he ended up being in ICU for over two weeks and, um, you know, in hospital for just on three weeks. And what was interesting for me is was my capacity to give during that time, to surrender to the experience, to live in truth, and be okay with all of it. Mm. And then he came home, and things were going relatively well. it was It was hard because mm. he was on a hectic hectic dose of antibiotics for seven weeks, which I'm very pleased to say he came off earlier this week. And despite um, finding little time for this work that we do, for my social media posts, I noticed myself starting to feel, like I was letting myself down, the audience down, and all sorts of things. But I was just ready to pull it all back together. And I remember sitting 10 days ago on Saturday morning thinking, all right, um, this chaotic period has now been taken care of. Your self-care hasn't been brilliant, Jax, and that's okay. And I felt good about the capacity that I had to be there for Steve and his family and friends and support him and but i needed some time for jackie and hmm. i thought oh and i sort of sat on the saturday morning and i thought you know week coming up i'm going to recommit to my practices my physical practices because i sort of abandoned them in terms of yoga walking going to gym etc and all excited and enthused about it so i woke up on sunday morning and i was in a jolly mood and i thought okay this is you've you've examined your thoughts you've seen the things that are coming up um your my my inner, my inner critic was desperately looking to hook me in terms mm. of judging myself for mm. not taking care of my self-care practices and i thought no nah, i'm on you i've got it um i'm okay this is going to be a good six weeks summer summer's just arrived and and um we're going to be having a summer break over christmas and i'm going to get fit and feel healthy etc anyway that a few hours later that sunday afternoon i was sitting on the couch and I was just watching 20 minutes of uh, something on Netflix because Steve decided to have a lie down. You know, the antibiotics have made him very tired in the day. Mm. And I stood up, tenner and I couldn't feel my right leg. And I stepped with my left leg and fell over, fractured my right ankle, as you know, sprained all my ligaments in my right foot, as well as fell on my arm, sprained my right arm. And then I also have damaged some tendons in my left arm. Well. Well, the inner violence. I can't even begin to tell you. I didn't want to accept the truth. I didn't want to accept the situation. And I hit a real low for a week. I was, everything about me was angry. Everything about me was frustrated at the universe, at my body, at my circumstance. And I just couldn't snap out of it. Um, But it wasn't until about a week later um. I had to look at the truth of the situation again. And while we look at truth, it's always hooked to our beliefs. And I'm very excited because, you know, we did a podcast interview, Tan and I, earlier this week with Kenny Archer. And he's going to be looking at his truth in terms of am I enough, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And we'll post it after this podcast. But despite doing the work, despite knowing um, the journey, despite being so passionate about this work, despite having still – I'd done that podcast interview with Kenny. I didn't want to look at my truth. I wanted to dissociate it. I wanted to be angry. I wanted it to be different.
1: But you were aware of that because you kept on asking me a couple of times, what it why did this happen? What is it teaching me?
0: As much as I was capable to ask the question, mm. I couldn't convert from the question to my ego, my silent critic. My, you know, hooking into my ego to keep me angry. Mm. And it fascinated me because <laughs> I think I mentioned it in in one of our podcasts. At the same time I was reading um, Malcolm Gladwell's book, um, and one of the things is the 10,000 rule. And all I was aware of is that I really am an expert at watching my thoughts, but mm. I'm certainly not an expert at converting them into the inner wisdom of living into the truth and then living from true will from there, which is our next, our next topic. But once I sort of got myself to a space of, of shifting from just looking at my truth to moving into true will on Sunday, I was able to, because despite having, you know, two arms, wrists that weren't working properly and hobbling around on crutches. I was able to take myself to my mat and do what I could for my body and do mm. what I could do in silence. And I'm slowly coming back. Mm. You know, I'm still a bit crumbs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a bit frazzled. Now I'm a bit frazzled from the heat. But sometimes looking at our truth is really, mm. really hard. We just don't want to.
1: So how would you relate... Um with the podcast that we did beyond mindfulness Mm. so looking at mindfulness about how you were saying now that you're aware of your thoughts you were watching them very closely Ah. but then moving from that mindfulness literally the topic we've we've just posted into
0: truth oh you got me there nice one (laughs) that was it my spirit i Mm. wasn't allowing myself to integrate my spirit i wasn't on my cushion I wasn't bringing my spirit forth in terms of my daily behavior. Mm. You know, the ego hooks into the mind and the soul and plays out Mm. in the body. And then when the body starts to scream and speak out, it's actually looking for spiritual connection. Because, you know, if you look at the diagram, the spirit speaks through the body and the soul through the mind. And then, you know, the body through Mm. to spirit and, and soul to mind. So that was it, you know, I was maybe in a mindful state state mm. in terms of awareness, but in terms of being in a spirited state where I could actually action and bring mm. forth the change behavior is where my disconnection was. um
1: but you know what you were going through such a intense time, I mean, looking after Steve for a month, more than a month um yeah, that you were you were in a spiritual warrior state. Not revolutionary. And yeah. like we you yeah. said in that previous podcast of Warrior versus Revolutionary, the Warrior State's often very warranted. And we have to put it on that brave face sometimes mm. and just get through it.
0: But it's interesting, Tan, and I and I really appreciate you saying that because when, when I was with Steve Self care, I was definitely in the revolutionary state. I was okay, okay. with what I was giving up. I was okay mm. with where I wasn't doing stuff. I was finding moments to reconnect, even driving from, yeah, to the hospital three times a day. I remember, you know, the, the fastest route to the hospital was 13 traffic lights. The longest was 17. I tried every...
1: <laughs> I can attest to this. I, I took Jackie to the hospital the other day to get new crutches. And she told me the exact way to go. She knew where every robot was and where the green one will be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, it's fascinating. When Steve and I had to go to the specialist, I did it the other day. And of those 13, we only had three reds. So, it was fascinating. So, I was looking for opportunities to entertain myself. Hey. I was using using opportunities at red traffic lights to breathe and regroup and ground myself, reconnect with my spirit. But I think maybe the week before I fell over on my ankle, Um, which was just a freak accident. And I I promise, please don't send messages how my bone density levels, they are incredible. It wasn't just all the calcium. I take enough calcium. It was just a freak frigging accident. You know, like, Everybody, friends messaged me, they saw on Facebook, they said, oh, you know, did the parachute fail? Everybody knows me to do things like, you know, jump out of planes, trains, off motorbikes. To live in the Colorado mountains by yourself. And then I I break (laughs) my foot this way. I mean, it's just insane. And I think that was part of the frustration. I didn't Mm. have an exciting story (laughs) to tell.
1: (laughs) Damn. I wanted to write a book about it.
0: (laughs) I fell off my couch. Netflix wasn't The end, yeah. (laughs) No, and but it's it's fascinating because I think I was disconnecting towards the end of that last week into week seven, six of of looking after Steve, but I was aware of it, mm. and it's so why I made that recommitment on the Saturday. Actually, I remember that now. But maybe that's it. The, the beauty of the universe um, came to give me something which mm. I've been suffering from adrenal fatigue because I was giving so much physically during mm. this time and the run up to Steve's op. And so my body was feeling a bit burnt out. And so, in some ways, I feel as much as I wanted to get back to a lot of physical activity, um, and maybe probably a little bit of a vanity. Yeah, no, definitely. Let me be honest. Let me Mm. look at this truthfully a little bit of a vanity issue about summer coming, feeling that um, I wasn't in my best condition. I'd lost, you know, six weeks of training and, you know, wanting to sort of be on it Mm. in terms of perception. And with my adrenal gland a bit fatigued, I'd you know gone to see. Uh, I go to a Chinese medicine practitioner. He's amazing, and you know I realized only after a week that this injuries happened because there are other ways to soothe my body. There are other ways to do it, and to rest my adrenal for this four to six weeks.
1: Um, yeah, it's almost like like you said, the spirit speaks through the body, mm. and knowing you the way that I do. Mm. I think if um, if this hadn't had happened to you, if you hadn't had, fo- had this fall, you definitely have the mindset of like you would have gone back into your routine and trying to get back into kind of structure and maybe your spirit had to come through your body to be like, no, mm. you need to still rest.
0: Mm. Well, I actually do believe that and I didn't want to believe mm. it. I didn't want to look at the truth the first week because mm. I had set an agenda. My mm. ego had set an agenda. Yes. And that the, the agenda was all, a, all well intended from a mindfulness point of view in terms of my physical health, in terms of taking care of myself. But there was an ego hook. Mm. I can see now there was an ego hook. And I can still do it. Mm. But it's surrendered me to having to look at the truth so that I could actually see now that it was an ego hook. So thank you for – it's painful, eh? It's painful having to look at oneself <laughs>
1: It's like you get an ego about having an ego sometimes, or I find. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have that. <laughs> oh, I have
0: that. Sure. well, we need to get this ego of ours healthy. And I was actually reading a blog that I did back in, I think, 2017. And the opening was, why is the struggle to truth such a minefield of life's challenges as we question our beliefs? And yet so rewarding when we open to the full expanse of self others, universal wisdom and the greater world. And that's the gift for me. This is the gift again for me over and over again. You know, I actually remember, I think at the end of week six, Stevie and I had, had a little bit of an argument. And he, and and I guess he could see that I was feeling a little fatigued and, and you know, I, I chatted to him about my adrenal fatigue. And the way that he viewed it frustrated me. I didn't like the way that he was looking at it. And so we ended up having a, a fight, as couples do. And... When I look back now, I think that was the thing that I wasn't really actually honoring the ability to question my beliefs. But what this has given me is once again the opportunity to surrender and open up to universal wisdom. And Mm -hmm. so I look forward to hobbling around in my new speed boot. Mm. Have you seen my speed boot? If you haven't seen a speed boot, you know, out of that big moon boot, some of the crutches, um, I have a speed boot because the fracture is not so bad. It's all about managing the ligament damage. So, yeah, I can swim. I can soon drive a car again. I'll be Mm. able to play golf before I can drive my car again. So (laughs) I'll find one of the girls to drive the cart for me on the golf course. And people have been so incredible. My neighbor came over the day. Our neighbor came over the day that I fell. She had two wrist guards, crutches, an ankle guard, a trance act. People have been bringing food. So honestly, I wasn't focusing on gratitude. That's always the thing is spirit understands that gratitude is F- the first and foremost thing Which brings you back to spirit And opens you up to that Whereas I was just focused on the frustration mm,
1: And sometimes you need these reminders To to let people in <laughs> To really focus on it You know, in big ways Because it's so about I know, Jax, you are such an independent person mm-hmm. That allowing someone else to do mm-hmm. things for you I, sh- I struggle for too I mean, mm. gosh, when I started working for Jackie I wouldn't let her make coffee for me <laughs> And make good coffee. I do. do. <laughs> it's
0: funny because I didn't either want you to make coffee for me. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, oh, cool. Ted is about to arrive. I don't have to make my coffee, my second
1: cup of coffee. It was so awesome. I
0: felt so spoiled. And you know, Stevie bought me coffee in bed this morning. Two days in a row. It's usually my thing.
1: So accepting that. Yeah. yeah. And accepting the hope around you.
0: Mm. It's very true. It's very true is that, that aspect of independence. Um, it's a and there's a whole lot of other conversations in the back of my head that are coming up now in terms mm. of where I've been struggling with accepting support, um, and my over independence in terms of how it trips me up. Mm. You know, it's interesting. On on Tuesday evening, we went to friends for Halloween Brian. Lots of fun, and there was a, a woman. What did there, you dress up as? A, well, there wasn't a dress like uh, Halloween party, but it was just a, a Halloween party with, you know, all the decorations and, <laughs> oh, yeah, and great food <laughs> and stuff. It was a lot of fun. And I met a woman there who fascinating, um, a therapist, mm-hmm. um, who does work mainly for people with addiction issues. Mm-hmm. Incredible, incredible woman. And we started chatting about my work and, and her work. And I spoke to her about, you know, the difference between spirit and soul because. She didn't quite get it, but she's in her early 50s, very much in an existential phase. And we had such a deep conversation and meaningful conversation. We probed into our thinking processes, how we believe things. And and neither of us were attached to how we might have viewed something. Mm. And by the end of it, we say, actually, wait, wait, wait. If I take your point into consideration, and our thinking was opening and opening and opening, and so our beliefs were opening – and, and, and then she sort of uh, asked about my book, and, and I reminded myself, you know, because as a, as a trauma therapist, I remember once going to a trauma therapist, and after two hours of intake, she sat and cried. And I was like, I'm here for therapy. Why are you oh, crying? Wow. And she said to me, you know, she's seen bigger traumas and stuff like that, but she had never seen someone with so many multiple traumas. Because I was trying to deal with, you know, really understanding my PTSD. And in her tears, I saw more of myself because I realized my dissociated self didn't have Mm. enough compassion for my trauma. But at the same time, you know, one of the things that she, this this woman that I met on Tuesday, one of the things that I often say is I think I had to have so many death experiences to go to the other side because I was so stubborn. Mm. So definitely whatever journey my soul went through previously, these are my life lessons, yeah to keep taking me to the other side to keep reminding me of the light beyond of universal wisdom of love on the other side of god and cuz i'm i'm just stubborn i'm difficult i'm too independent yeah. and i know that and i can not only irritate other people but i irritate myself yeah. but when i surrender just in terms of how i look after my partner or my cats or myself everything changes because it's organic it's natural it's peaceful and more importantly, like a two-year-old child, it's joyful. Mm. Yeah. As opposed to, I must. That was what I was doing. I must get fit again. I must get into better yeah. condition. As opposed to from a heart space, I want to feel better. I want to feel healthier. Mm. And actually, my adrenal gland was telling me it needed some
1: downtime. Mm. Going from need to want. This is such a huge thing. I correct people in their speech now when they're like talking to me. I'm, and I think I'm actually getting quite annoying. You yeah, you, you do, yeah, I've been through that. So you, you've you're been like, like oh, I need to do this. I'm like, no, you, you want don't. to do that,
0: babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went through that eval- evangelical phase. I think you're going to lose some friends, Tana. But <laughs> seriously, uh, one of the things that I, I've learned to do is, is – Not to tell them they need to say, do you really need to or do you want to do it? Mm. And when they look at you, there's a softening and they'll say, no, I want to do it. And it's Mm. so beautiful to see. Or sometimes to say nothing and just watch them say it and they'll repeat it. Mm. And they'll repeat it. And more often or not, by the time they've repeated it three or four times, they will change it to want. Because I actually... It was funny, on Tuesday night I saw this very same woman saying that about something that she needed to eat better. She's hitting the menopausal phase, feeling she's got a bit of a tummy. She's in super condition. I mean, she's athletic comp- condition. It's amazing. But the story, she was running with herself mm. as opposed to want. But, yeah, something even even you and I who are in it um, is to catch my – I was catching myself. To, you know, if I look back now, I was going to that need to, mm. need to, mm. have to, must. Yeah. As opposed to I want to. I want to feel healthier. I want to feel better. Mm-hmm. I want to be more joyful.
1: Yeah. And that's a little bit off topic, but um I have a friend who's going through very much a self growth kind of phase. Mm-hmm. Um used to do a lot of things that like that, you know, they they're not proud of and that's mm-hmm. that's not who they want to be and they they, you know, Mm -hmm. really decided to change your life around doing a lot of work around it. But within that, I've become very disciplined within the like daily routines and it's almost become kind of too strict Mm. in a way that it's very much in the need. Like they need to do X, Y, and Z every single day to kind of almost stay in control to not go back to that past person.
0: And I think that's part of the journey though, is it's, it's, it is at least a healthier phase. And I'm sure at some stage this Mm. person will realize the ego attachment to this. Um, and I was actually reading again, um, book two of conversations with God and there was a beautiful thing there last night that resonates. It's a sentence I read over and over is sometimes we, we have to be able to see the person we don't want to be, Mm. or we have to be the person we don't want to be and then see it to be the person that we are. And the R is who we all are as spirits of love. Mm. And at least he's going through that phase where he can examine, or she, I'm not sure if it's a he or she, the person that they don't want to be. Mm. And by at least creating disciplines and practice, even if there is a bit of an ego hook, it's working in the right direction towards who they are. Because they don't really want to be a person who is so hard on themselves either, mm. And, you know, sometimes we've got to move from the yin to the yang, from the Mm. left to the right to fall into center.
1: Completely. I always find that and I always say that to people, especially Mm. like when it comes to eating disorders. Like if someone is way too underweight, you often have to bounce back to the maybe overweight to find the middle. Mm. But everything in life, I think if you, you know, hyper independent, sometimes you go to not being independent and all and needing everyone to kind of cushion you to find back the center. It's like, you have to have that push and pull of extremes.
0: And You know, I think if you just think of, say you've got an in- inflammatory situation, mm. you'll, you know, you go to a kinesiologist or a dietitian or, you know, a specialist in that field and they'll tell you to go off sugar. For example, mm. you are going from one side to the other mm. where you're almost starving your body from it so that your body can rebuild mm. to land in center. Mm. So, I mean, there's a lot of merit in it. I see myself doing it regularly Yes, aspirationally, I think the the, the the most peaceful and joyful place is in center. But life is such that there are always challenges. Life is such that there are always things pressing on us. But at the end of the day, it's not about control. It's about self-practice and self-joy mm. um, and self-peace. And therein we bring peace with everything around us. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll become a master one day at it. And not just know that I've watched multiples and millions of thousands of thoughts in terms of this process and be better at how I am to be love in the world, in my state of being with my beliefs around everything that I think, say and do as we talk about and encourage.
1: Well, if you were perfect at it, you wouldn't be here. (laughs) That's what I always come back to. I'm like, if I did everything perfectly, I would be an angel.
0: (laughs) literally yeah, yeah, and, and and even that in itself you know my independence is such that i'm too hard on myself it's like a, we all want to be perfect i want to be perfect at this i don't have perfection issues around a lot of other things um so thank you tana i'm not going to be perfect at, mm. i'm going to keep being my imperfectly perfect self get it wrong um often and get it right more often
1: the only way you can actually learn more about it and experience more about yourself is to be imperfect
0: and to see, ah, as I said just to now, yeah, no, to see that you don't want to be that person so that you can be the person that you are. Exactly. You're born to soul nature, yeah.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Love in the Chaos of Life.
0: If you have any questions about today's discussion, or would like to come on the show to share your questions or success stories, contact us on Instagram or Facebook.
1: If you enjoyed this episode and want to help spread the Dare to Be Love message, leave us a review or share with a friend.
0: Take the first step towards finding inner peace by meeting your spirit. To find out more, visit JackieBurnett.com.
1: See, See you soon! Hi, Jackie and Tana here. This podcast is intended to inspire, support, and educate you as you journey through the chaos of life towards inner peace.
0: We do not offer any professional health or medical advice as we are not healthcare practitioners. If you are suffering from a clinical condition, mental or physical, please seek help from a certified health professional.
1: This podcast is a Sophie Blue Press production.